give me a heads up. Wink, wink. <laughs> Welcome into Just the Tip, a fantasy football podcast. We are your hosts. We got Ryan the Tagless Haynes. We got Matt Regan and myself, Mac, aka Just Fat Bitch. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, hey, I checked out that show you told me to, to watch. Oh, uh, yeah. You should leave. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I left, man. I, le- I left about <laughs> four and a half minutes into the first episode. What? Uh, that, what is that? The baby it's, one? Oh, my God. I don't even know. <laughs> the I just oral. Uh, he shouldn't have done the oral. <laughs> That was up there for like with like Bruno as like the worst things I've ever no, watched in my entire life. You gotta life. give it another chance. You gotta give it another chance. I'll send you a sketch that will drag drag you right Please. back in. Hard pass, dude. I didn't Don't plan do on it. Yourself. I didn't plan on it. I thought you yeah, was right. you said you forgot the name. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty forgettable if you didn't <laughs> didn't remember the title. Regan. You gotta give it a chance, but I'll send you guys a sketch. But Regan, how was your weekend? So my weekend was pretty good. Uh, had a great wedding on Friday. Another that, wedding. Jeez. Oh yeah. You know, three down. I I don't think I have any more, but one will pop up. People are just getting old these days. Austin's wedding, right? Yeah. Shout congrats out to Austin. Yeah. yeah, congrats, guys. The Nernies. Um. Good for. And them. other than that, I don't remember what I did Saturday. Oh. It was my little sister's birthday party. Went to uh-huh. an arcade place. Amazing. Thanks and then for the invite. <laughs> she actually told me not to invite you. Of uh, course. <laughs> and then Sunday was my only day to do nothing in two weeks. And my wife made me clean the house. So that's how it went. And our producer yeah. came over. That was cool. He came over and I was like, I'm not going to have any beers. And then I had several. He's <laughs> <laughs> very... He's very uh, convincing. I'll get you get you to do things like kill birds or something. Yeah, just don't let don't him know. talk to you about birds. It's a forty-five minute conversation once you bring it up. Uh, that's why we're so late in recording this. But hey, we do it for the people and you people out there, our audience. We would just want to say thank you for subscribing, liking, following, rating us on Apple Podcasts, or you can. Follow us on Spotify. Download our episodes on all those platforms. Uh, Google, Amazon. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. You can watch us. See uh, Ryan's fancy jersey in the background. Uh, Regan's terrible Patriot display behind them, And my Peloton behind me. <laughs> that I use as a coat rack. But anyway, enough about me. Uh, back to you guys. Just uh, keep liking, sharing, following us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, out there. We've had uh, a lot of involvement lately, and it's helping our channel grow. And, uh, you know, we, we're having fun doing this, and we just appreciate you guys supporting us. So uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. Can you guys believe that we're almost four months in this? Really? Probably even more than that now. I think this would be our fourth. I'm sure we got a lot of feedback from our last podcast too, especially with uh, our producer on there. Mm. People not wanting him to see his face again, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. we got a few unsubscribed after that. Yeah, so. I believe so. I think it was his own dad, actually. 
too much Raiders talk. Oh, not a fan. Nobody wants to hear I'll about turn the Raiders. Off anyone. Yeah. Uh, agreed. <laughs> Moving on, let's get into Haynes' briefs. Go ahead, Ryan. You got it. All right, boys. So uh, a little news coming out of D.C. this week. So the Washington football team is going to announce a new name and logo in 2022. Uh, so the, apparently the team hired a digital creative agency to assist with the rebranding process. So I'm going to, uh, you know, give you guys a few a few names. And uh, there's another list that's going around the Internet. So please feel free to share if you've seen those. Uh, so a couple of names, possible names, Aces, Ambassadors, Beacons. How about First City Football Club or my favorite, 32 FC? What does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't 32 know. Football Club, I like guess. Like the NFC? NFC. <laughs> Are they saying that they're last? Just uh, well, technically, they'll be the last like new team name, I guess. So a whole new chapter in life. Mac, what's your what's your favorite name? What are you thinking? All right, so I was thinking original thought. Nobody thought of this before. Ooh, all about right. the Washington Sentinels. You mean Just except kidding. for the creators of the replacements? Yeah, that one. They they yeah. thought of it. Yeah. 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 Damn it. Nice right. try though. Honestly, how about uh, the <laughs> how about the uh, Washington Continentals? Eh? Like eh? like breakfast. No, like the Continental Army. Damn. Oh. It just makes me want scrambled eggs and bacon. Yep. Mm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they should be playing in London a lot so we can get some morning football and watch that and eat. So, Ooh, how about, all right, Washington Capital Punishment. No. So I saw that in the document. I thought that was uh, funny, honestly. Okay. But... <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a lot of syllables. It's a lot of syllables, but it's good. <laughs> Better than Washington football team, so. It's better than I was gonna say. It's the same as Washington football team. All right, last one: the Washington cherry trees. Uh, I hope you. Just, uh, I hope you're clicking the crickets. Yep. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, all right, that's all I got. That's why they didn't hire me for uh, their rebranding. Just bring back. Just bring it back to Redskins. Come on, it's too hard. They're just gonna stick with Washington football team. I hope not. Reads, what do you think? I, I was reading the list that you gave us, and I think one of the two. So I had the the Red Tails, which I think is a really common one, which I actually think is going to be it. Um, I thought it was weird, though, because it was a, out of Alabama, which I, has nothing to do with Washington. But uh, You can look it all up. It's a great backstory of uh, all-black crew of airmen who had Red Tails on their airplanes so they could be spotted and so on, based out of Alabama. Awesome story, I think, with everything going on. I think that's why they want to go that route. And the other one was uh, the Washington Renegades, which I just thought was funny because when I thought of it, I thought of the D12 Eminem song that I used to listen to when I was like 16 years old, not even. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would be a cool song to come out to. But just saying. You guys can look it up. Probably came out in like 2002. <laughs> Probably. Washington 32 FC. It still holds up, Regan. Still holds up. Mm. I'm gonna listen to that in the car ride tomorrow to work. Mm. That Ryan, what were your... Yeah, after that. After right. that, right? I <laughs> mean, Ryan, what are your choices? 32 FC. Let's do it. I'm all for it. Oh, come on. More practically, 
I think like Red Hogs or something like that would make a lot of sense. You got the, you got the hog club or whatever the hell they call it over there. You got those, mm-hmm. you know, the guys in dresses with the, with the pig noses. <laughs> noses. Exactly. Scroll with that. That can be your mascot. That'll be the logo too. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Is is it? Very no, progressive. It's, it's not really beautiful, but anyway. <laughs> all right. So next, little uh, Mac put out a poll on all of our socials uh, for all of you to vote for who had the best draft in our mock draft episode last week, and the results of that are. Mac finishes first. I just don't understand. It was really, it was really close. Cool. That's been queued up for like an hour and a half. I know. I've been waiting. <laughs> We're targeting the wrong audience. I got to tell you, like if that's if that's the outcome, there's something wrong. I don't, I don't hey. know, man. He but does. Was, have, he does I have. May like or may not have voted for myself. I did too, and I didn't. He didn't put my. Oh, vote okay, all right, good, good. <laughs> I didn't vote for myself. No, did you vote for Mac. Yes, I did. I definitely, I did vote for myself. All right. Glad so the best strategy, team. Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> it did not. Spoil alert. Oh my God. Yeah, Kyle didn't get any votes. He didn't even vote for himself. Oh my God. Yes, he did. He commented, voted for himself. So yeah, he gets one vote. He going to do one. For the sake of time, let's roll into the last thing here. So, uh, listening back to some of the uh, our previous shows and thinking Oof. about our four month anniversary here, which I didn't even think about until about ten seconds ago. Uh, you know, there as we talk about often, there are are good tips and there are bad tips, and there are you know tips that might be a little bit misguided or mister misdirected. Uh, so I'm gonna give you a misdirected uh, tip here. So uh, when we were doing the AFC West breakdown. I had mentioned I picked Austin Eckler for 11. That was in a super flex, which I failed to mention. If you're thinking you're going to get Austin Eckler at 411 and you're doing your redraft and you're like, oh, what the, he went 2 5, Ryan, what are we doing? What, what, what kind of tip was that? It's so you're not going to, you are. You're not going to get him at 411. So just, just know that. So, guys, you know, we're not perfect. We, we don't give the best tips all the time or the most accurate tips. We make mistakes. Mac, what was what was your biggest mistake that you can that you can think of? <sighs> Joining you guys on this podcast and embarrassing myself in front of my family, bringing shame upon them. True, Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not very good at public speaking, as I choke up there. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> uh, I was homeschooled, all right, so I wasn't brought up speaking in front of the class and. Now putting it online for the whole entire world to see. It's a little, little nerve-wracking, so I get a little tongue-tied at times. Uh, but the biggest and most obvious gaffe I had, I would say, would be when I was... We were breaking down uh, the NFC West. And if I could find it, <laughs> I was talking. <laughs> I was talking about... Unlimited... And his little bitching tour when he was going around saying he needs more help on the O-line and they're not doing what he wants, trying to get traded and all that. And I couldn't remember the show that he was on saying that. It's a freaking Dan Patrick show. You guys left me hanging. I'm like, what is his name? What is it? He's at movies. Still don't know what it is. Dude, we don't (laughs) listen to Dan Patrick. The guy hasn't been on TV in like 15 years. 
He's on ESPN. What are you talking about? He's on he's on the radio. He's on ESPN radio. Who listens to ESPN radio? I'm a serious. That sounds I mean fancy. It's pretty popular. Google it. Regan, how about you? <sighs> I feel like this was made for me. This whole segment, this whole questionnaire. So where do I start? Uh, I guess my I, I didn't really look into my tips too hard other than the fact that I just screwed up while talking about them. Uh, I said Kamara instead of Cam Akers last week. I said Scheffler instead of Schefter. Way too long. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it made me feel like shit. <laughs> Let me finish. I was really interrupted. Uh, oh, excuse me. I forgot Johnu, uh, Jonu Smith uh, that the Titans for, uh, traded. Well, I was talking about his receptions, and my home team picked him up. And how do you not remember that name? Forgot Kyle's Pitts' name in the second podcast. And then uh, I was just—I wrote this as a miracle that uh, people still listen to us. And I think uh, I think my mess up should become a drinking game. Just saying. I think it's, you know, you're going to get pretty hammered on at least one. Make a good time. Make a party. Yeah. Listen to two. Mm-hmm. You know. Depends what you're drinking. <laughs> right. I'm either adding entertainment value or people just are pity you watching. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't think that's really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're you got some fans out there. Shout out to Hutch there for voting for you. Trying to lobby that's for you. My boy, Blue. Every platform, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, just a tip, FFP. You guys can find us there. Uh, anything else, Ryan? No. And uh, I apologize for the long brief there, but, you know, sometimes hey. they're just a little bit longer. Maybe then I'll fix this <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That is huge. <sighs> Well, that was a big package to unwrap there, Ryan, but we appreciate it. So let's get into what the topic of the day is here, is the NFC North. Uh, so let's break here it down. Here on ESPN 8, the Ocho, bringing you the finest in seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's Every almost time. a sport, we've got it here. <laughs> I need to find a better drop for the breakdown for these, but hey. Yeah, anything with now. like the word breakdown in it or something like that, or like maybe a car like puttering, breaking down. You know, we can think about these well, things. You, well, now you tell me when we're on the air. But anyway, yeah, I'm like four <laughs> episodes in, five. You know, <laughs> well, so yeah. Anyway, let's move on. NFC North. We're gonna start with the Bears, and real quick before you start, Regan, just a shout out to uh, Jesse Westcote there. Baldy Kong on Twitch. If you guys like retro gaming, check him out there. He gave us a shout out on his uh, Twitch channel the other day uh, and shared the link and stuff. So just much appreciated, man. Uh, it's a pretty fun time if you like some retro gaming, the music, the uh, the old games there to bring it back. So it's always a good time. But anyway, uh, we will get into, if I can find it. So bears. You can't find right. anything today. I know. And I'm the guy forgetting. Anyways, bears yeah. Beats <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. 
<laughs> I didn't make the uh, the Bears one. I should have. But anyway. I did it myself. Go ahead. All right. Well, we started off a little lengthy, so let's cruise to this stuff. Uh, Chicago Bears. Woo. Finished 8-10 and 10 last year, second division. Uh, obviously, eight, eight. we know. Uh, see? Drunk already. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk already. Gone. Anyways, they grabbed uh, Andy Dalton last year, and they uh, the coaches dumbly offered him the full-time position and then traded up and grabbed Justin Fields in the draft. Uh, another Two other uh, notables, a couple of them, actually. Uh, Devon, uh, Dave Gumry, Tariq Cohen, Allen Robinson, Daryl Mooney. Um, the, the most the key additions, obviously, are the quarterback. So Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. So the big preview is, uh, <clears throat> or story a storyline for the Bears is obviously the QB positions. Andy Dalton is going to start this year as the head quarterback uh, with Justin Fields behind him. Andy Dalton's familiar. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, I would love to see Justin Fields start, but I'd rather him just late be uh, be in the back for a little bit. So um, Andy Dalton is familiar familiar with the offensive coordinator Bill Lazar after three seasons together in the Bengals, which is great for uh, Andy Dalton. Um, this will give Fields uh, some time to get ready uh, for NFL form, which is huge in just production later on down the line. Uh, the the main reason why he needs to be uh, sat in the back is um, his on-field uh, progressions um, needs to be speeded up a little bit. He's not reading the defenses as fast as he should be. This is what's coming out of training camp. Um, and Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Nagy, uh, what is it, was actually the Chiefs co- – uh, was part of the Chiefs, sorry, when uh, out they did this with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, which we bring up all the time. So work then, maybe this is the, his whole concept. Keep uh, Andy Dalton in the whole season. Justin Fields grows. I don't see that happening, but nice to think. Uh, the good news is for the Bears, Matt Nagy is now taking over the um, offensive play calls again after letting Bill Lazar, the offensive coordinator, do it last year. Finish 8-8, eight and eight, wasn't too productive. So um, he's taking that back over, which I think is great for the offense. Let's jump right into passing. Uh, mainly, there's two guys. <clears throat> Allen Robinson, who's 27, did not get a new contract. So I believe he will be uh, franchise tagged for the past two seasons with crappy quarterbacks. He's finished third in total receptions with 200. Third in receiving yards with over 2,300. Uh, second in down, uh, first downs created with 131 first downs created, which is a great stat. Um Next-gen stats determined he has the most catches with less than one yard of separation since 2018, which makes sense because he's had such crappy QBs, and he still is producing, which is just amazing. And I don't think this has anything to do with him not having the quick step off the line or something like that. I think it's just literally the quarterbacks he's been dealing with. No, they've been very uh, inaccurate, so they're not they're not leading him. He has to come back to catch the ball and overextend to get it, and he he makes some ridiculous catches, man. So no, it's a good uh, good stat there. All so, I have no, to I, say is I hope uh, Mitch Trubisky isn't listening to our podcast, <laughs> Mister Mister Second String Buffalo, <laughs> Mister Limited. Do they have uh, <laughs> the internet up there? Ouch. Mm. Uh, they probably just gonna stay on. 
<laughs> oh man! All right, uh, the next uh, or last uh, wide receiver would be uh, Darnell Mooney, <clears throat> who entered the 2021 season as the wide. He's going to uh, enter as the wide receiver two, I believe, on this team. After racking up four touchdowns, 61 receptions, 631 receiving yards last year, um, his future is looking quite bright. Um, especially, you know, if they they have Allen Robinson this year, he did not sign an extension. They get rid of him. He could be the number one follow next uh, following next year. So just keep an eye on maybe I don't know if dynasty or, or non redraft leagues. Uh, this might be a good gra- guy to grab before the season starts. As for tight ends, they have two. I don't really want to talk about them. Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. You know, I know Jimmy Graham had eight touchdowns, 50 receptions last year, and he did so well, he thought about retiring. <laughs> so uh, he talked to the coaches. He's decided he's going to come back. You know, good for him. I just don't see a lot of fantasy value in these two. Uh, do you guys feel the same? I- I'm staying away. What do you think, Mac? Yeah, he's a he's a streamer. Uh, Jimmy Graham is. Yeah, once yeah. you start gauging what defenses, if they uh, they lock down the receivers and let the tight ends get open, especially in the red zone, you map that out and like, all right, two weeks from now, I need them to fill on a bye week. Grab them. Don't spend any fab on them. Couldn't agree more. How about you, Ryan? No, get them for free. Take them off yeah. the take them off the waiver wire. If you have a tight end injury or are just so desperate at tight end that you need somebody like Jimmy Graham, go for it. But outside of that, not really. I like it. All right, so not much in, the, obviously, the pass game, which could be nerve-wracking, but I think they need to get through Andy Dalton, get ready for the new quarterback, so we'll see. But uh, the run game, the Bears drafted two linemen, Tevin Jenkins and uh, Larry Borum. Uh, and early in the offseason, the Bears also signed Elijah Williams, uh, this will definitely add some uh, much-needed strength to the offensive lines. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and make some bigger holes for these running backs. Dave Montgomery, who tied fifth for rushing yards last season, uh, but he ju- he just wasn't too consistent. I think we all know that. In the first nine games, he struggled and averaged only about eleven fantasy points per game. And then uh, he ended up missing one game, and then came back and just dominated in the next four games. He rushed for four hundred thirty-four yards, five touchdowns, seventy-one carries. He was average. Oh, actually, he he only trailed Derrick Henry in that span with those those stats. Um, he was averaging twenty five points a game, uh, PPR wise. Yeah, he won a lot of championships for people. So count it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, uh, well, actually, I'll add this in. They they did grab Damian Williams. They do have rookie Khalil Herbert and uh, the returning Tariq Cohen. I did. I did throw some stats in into this about Tyree Cohen. You know, he got hurt last year. Um, he caught 150 catches between eight, uh, 2018 and 19. He did sign a three-year extension before he got hurt. That being said, in OTAs, he has looked slow and hobbled. Um, uh, that leaves me to believe that he might be. I don't know. I would have to look at the details of his contract about what's guaranteed. But I could picture him kind of falling back. Maybe they trade or drop him. And Damian Williams, who is a great pass catcher, kind of takes over for that. Um, that being said, I, I feel pretty good about David Montgomery. I was a little nervous at the beginning of the season getting Terry Cohen back. But with their progress in the line, uh, Andy Dalton as a new QB, they're going to want to run the ball, so on. 
So just a thought. Um, uh, that brings me right into my first question. I uh, actually about Allen Robinson. So I have him almost tied uh, Allen Robinson. That is with Hopkins for output. <clears throat> this is actually last year. He was almost tied. The only difference was 150 receiving yards and 13 catches. 13 catches is not really not that much. Uh, Mac, uh, question to you. I know how much you love uh, players coming in to contract years. Obviously, like I said he didn't get a new contract. Uh, how do you feel about this with Allen Robinson? I could, you know, he, he's coming. I forget what wide receiver he is off the uh, the board, but you get in him late second round or in early third round. Um, yeah, I've been seeing him go in the third round. Yeah, yeah exactly, which is uh, amazing. Uh, so with that and him being in the contract here, do you, could you see him being, you know, he's the only receiver here really. Could he be a top five wide receiver? Uh, he could. I think I misspoke there. I think he's going in the second round, not third round. My bad. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see him doing that. I think once Fields goes in, like they, not, they're not going to stick with Andy Dalton. They can't do that. Nagy's going to be coaching for his job as well. Allen Robinson, he's betting on himself for the cap to go up next year, so he's going to want to have uh, major production to get paid like Kenny Galladay did. So, Fields, I feel when he runs, he's going to draw the defenses in as well, and that might relieve some pressure, some coverages on Allen Robinson as well. And hopefully, Fields will be accurate enough to get him the ball. Uh, so yeah, I think I feel he can uh, he can take that leap. That's exactly how you, I want you to. That's exactly how I want you to answer that. I, that was uh, perfectly uh, well put. No, thank so. you. <laughs> I hate this kid so much. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Ryan, you got anything on this? Yeah, I'm I'm a big Allen Robinson guy. I tried to I desperately tried to trade for him in my dynasty league, and the guy just wasn't biting. But um, yeah, I mean I, I'm not really buying the fact that Andy Dalton's going to be the start of the whole year. And I hear your point, Reeks. I know that you know historically, like Matt Nagy had been a part of that Chiefs coaching staff with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes, but here's the difference is that Nag Matt Nagy, his job is on the line. That guy's on the hot seat. And not only is he on the hot seat, the GM Ryan Pace is on the hot seat. So if that's the case and Andy Dolan comes out and he really like tanks and uh, the first week or two, I don't see him starting after that. Like you have an, you have a very athletic, explosive young quarterback. We've seen young quarterbacks jump right into uh, offenses and, and succeed uh, first year. And there's, you know, part of that is the novelty of the quarterback. You don't really know what to expect, but it also like these guys know how to make plays and they're, they're generally pro ready. So um, I think with Justin Fields as your quarterback, they're also probably going to be running a lot of no huddle. They're going to want to keep up the momentum. They're going to want to work fast. Um, so I, I love Allen Robinson this year for sure. Yeah. Just, uh, just want to clarify. Uh, he's the, 31st overall in PPR right now. So, yeah, third round. Yeah, top of the third round he's going. So, uh, I think I think that could be a steal. I mean, we've seen a few mocks, just even ours alone, but I've seen other ones that I've done where he's 3-7, 3-8, 3-9. That's a fantastic value. Absolutely. I like it. All right, that uh, clears me up with the Bears, guys. If you guys are good to go into the next... Uh, was there anything else there, Ryan? You good? 
Yeah, I'll just make a quick note. I'm not too worried about David Montgomery's volume this year. This year, I had written this note before this came out, and I hate when this happens, but uh, Matt Nagy came out and said that he'd like to get him 20 attempts per game. Uh, so they really want to run with him. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of these running backs gets cut, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's Terry Cohen. Um, just seems to be trending in the wrong direction. He's getting older. Um, I know in the past he's been a great PPR option, but seems like they have found his replacement with youth and with somebody else who's performed, you know, in, in the passing game. Yeah, when you hear bad news come out before training camp, uh, you, you got to take note of that. All the good news, uh, there'll be fluff pieces and stuff of how this rookie's doing great or this veteran's coming back and looking better than ever. When they're honest and it's bad news, yeah, be wary. could be good news for some and bad news for others. So, yeah, good point there. All right. Let's move on. To... Freaking no good mother... Jeez. Jeez. The Packers. <laughs> Love it. Jeez heads. Oh, so this is what Green Bay is doing right now when they hear Aaron Rodgers saying, Oh, I'll let you know in a couple weeks. Uh, just got to double check. <laughs> Where's Jake from State Farm? Uh, I want to be on Jeopardy. So, you, what did you say? Yesterday? So today is... July 13th, just to let you know, but I believe yesterday uh, he was asked, uh, oh, are you or over the golfing tournament over the weekend? He was just like, oh, I'll, I'll let you guys know in a couple weeks if I'm going <laughs> to, to camp. It's like, uh, well, that is in a couple weeks. <laughs> like, yes, we'll know. <laughs> you're either there or you're not, but okay. Anyway, Ryan, you have the floor. I think he said something like uh... – you know, in a, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to start working out or something like that. It, right. This guy's a he really piece of work. It's frustrating. Um, and the closer we get to the season, the more frustrating he is for fantasy uh, players because you just don't know what to do with Devontae Adams, your wide receiver one from last year. So I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. But uh, last year, 13 and three record, finished first in the division. Uh, this year, by week 13. But this is a team that's coming off of an NFC Championship appearance that was really maybe a fourth down conversion away from the Super Bowl. So, you know, they didn't do a lot this offseason. It was more about retaining the players that they had for obvious reasons. Uh, so they retain Aaron Jones. They give him a pretty hefty contract. Uh, Robert Tanyan's coming back this year. Alan Lazard. So a few very important offensive pieces. And guys who are going to have uh, fantasy, fan, varying fantasy value across different formats. Uh, some big departures, though, to consider. Uh, so they lose Pro Bowl center Corey Lindsley. He goes to the, to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they lose a reliable offensive line depth piece and guard Lane Taylor. Um, so they their additions in the draft really focused on the secondary, which was a weakness last year, and the old line. Uh and I'm not saying that the O-line is going to be bad. We don't really know. This isn't like a Pittsburgh Steelers situation where you didn't, you didn't add any, any real significant pieces and you're sticking with the same guys that you had in a bad O-line. Like, we don't know what this O-line is going to be. Still think they're going to probably be pretty solid. David Bacchiardi is still going to be your left tackle. Um, so just something to be aware of as you go into your drafts. Um, they did pick up wide receiver Amari Rogers out of Clemson. Uh, he's really going to be, I think, the first reliable slot option that the Packers have had since Randall Cobb left in 2018. Mm -hmm. If you watched any film on Amari Rodgers, um, he is 
very quick, creates separation very quickly. He can catch in traffic. He's small, but he's he's still very reliable. And his biggest knock is that he just he doesn't always have the best hands. He can be inconsistent, but um, certainly something that he can work on over time. Uh, and the main part of this team in the offseason has just been the drama around Aaron Rodgers and what's going on. And then it's like, all right, well, if Rodgers isn't going to come back, Devontae Adams is saying that he might want to leave. And it's just been this this roller coaster of an offseason. Um, so, you know, I was listening to one of the local Green Bay podcasts last week, and they were talking about how word out of Green Bay is that they're trying to get Devontae Adams an extension. Uh, trying to show Rodgers that they're trying to do everything that they can to retain him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of implying on this podcast that the Packers have, have uh, behind closed doors, they are ready to give Rodgers whatever he wants, whether that be trying to target and get more weapons, retain Adams, give him whatever he wants as far as money. So we'll kind of see how this whole thing plays out. But as you said, Mac, uh, Rodgers did imply that he he kind of implied that he'll be coming back in a couple of weeks. So at least it's somewhat very vague. He's just being very vague. He's all about himself. And it, it really, I know you're trying to negotiate. Like I get that, but he's also talked like, Oh, I've only got one MVP. This was before last year. And it's like, okay, how many championships do you have too? Well, you only have one back in 2009 or whatever, 2010. <laughs> 2009 was the Saints, right? And it's just, it's so frustrating. I get really annoyed with him. But yeah, the team oh, needs yeah. him because Jordan Love is not ready. But He's are you going to give him more attention. money or are you going to give him more years as well? And he's 37? 38. 38. 38. How many more years are you going to give him? I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I'd pl- I would play chicken with him. Not that kind of type of chicken producer. Jeez. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I, I would not Packers, give him a contract. I would I would play hardball with him. Like, screw it. They have the upper hand, the Packers. You, you're right. Like, what are you going to do? Sit out a season, your, thir- your season where you're 38 years old and come back yeah. when you're 39? Like, Come on, man. You're going to be the host of Jeopardy? That's what you'd rather do? You're one win away from making it to the Super Bowl and having like a legitimate shot at getting your second Super Bowl and you're going to go host Jeopardy? Okay, whatever, dude. They're not going to beat uh, Tom Brady in the Bucks anyway, so go ahead. Burn this year. That's right. All right, let me... Uh, I'll roll through a couple more points and I'll get to the questions here. Uh, yeah, you, you know, looking at the... Minutes. Go ahead. Looking at the receivers on this team, I mean, obviously Devontae Adams. And you know what? I, I think even if Jordan Love plays... Um, I don't think Devontae Adams is your wide receiver one. I don't think he's a first round pick, but he is certainly, I still, I still think that even with Jordan Love, he'd be uh, a great value to pick up in late second round, early third round. If you look at his stats from last season, uh, his yards before contact, uh, per reception was about 6.8 yards. Uh, so it's the lowest in his, in his career. That means he was catching the ball quick and basically right off the line of scrimmage. Uh, and he led the league for wide receivers and yards after the catch. So this guy was, this says that he was making his own plays and creating his own yards because he's that athletic, because he's that dynamic. So I wouldn't stress if it is Jordan Love. I wouldn't pick him in the first round, certainly. But if you get him late in the second round, I, he certainly still has a lot of value. Uh, other receivers here, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, uh, obviously a big play option. Uh, he He has been consistently for a couple of years. Um, 
33 catches and 63 targets. That kind of says it all. Uh, not really a redraft option. Maybe a deep dynasty plug, I, I guess. But this guy's more, he'd be better utilized in DFS. He'd be better utilized in best ball for sure. If you really have like a deep best ball um, roster. And then Alan Lazard, really underwhelming season last year. Viewed as a sleeper option by many uh, for the 2020 season. And, you know, I I I don't know how. I think he puts up similar stats that, that he put up last year. 33 receptions, 450, 451 yards, nothing all that impressive. And I think Amari Rodgers might even take away from him a bit. Alan um, Lazard was hurt for a while, too. He missed a lot of games. So, uh, but yeah. He uh, he's very slow too, mm. so he doesn't get much separation. So you definitely need an accurate quarterback for him. I agree. I think he's he is underwhelming. Um, so I think DFS maybe is a good spot for him every now and then. He does have mm-hmm. some really big games. Um, so we'll see. And then Robert Tanyan, yeah. uh, very touchdown dependent. So be aware of that. He's a good tight end to have on your bench. He's a good tight end to maybe have in your starting lineup and rotate with another tight end. But to have him reliably in your starting lineup every single week is a risk. So he was tight end 13 in receptions last year, tight end 12 in yards, and he was tied for tight end one uh, in touchdowns with with Kelsey. Um, so if you think, if he has Rodgers, he might be able to match that again. And he was t- he finished tight end three last year, so he, he might be able to be inserted in your lineup every week, but he is very much, he's very, very touchdown dependent. So be very careful with him. Uh, some unexpected names that were above him in receptions, Hayden Hurst, who did not have a great season, Eric Ebron, Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Noah Fant. So all of these guys you can target either around him or far after him. So just something to keep in mind as we get closer to some of these drafts here. Um, all right, so that leads me to my first question. So Tanya finished tight end three overall in points last year. So Regan, do you think with Rodgers that the tight ends remain consistent and he has another top five finish? Uh, <clears throat> highly doubt another top five finish. And obviously you said it. Um, I might have I got my stat wrong, but uh, so he had 59 targets, I believe you said. And uh, he, he ranked pretty low in receptions in general for the tight end position. With 11 touchdowns, uh, matching Travis Kelsey's last year. I just don't see that being possible. That's just a crazy amount of touchdowns. Uh, and that's the only reason why he finished third last year. Uh, so for, for fantasy wise, um, you know, tight end eight through 16 had, had less than nine fantasy points in PPR separating them. So Gronk had 149. John, John Smith had 140. Tanyan had 176. And he got 66 points from touchdowns Mm. oh you know that's really going to drop so i could easily see him get kind of getting lost in that tight end seven through 16 ranking i don't i don't see a uh top top 10 most like oh top 10 maybe but it'd be the back end definitely not top five great point great great point mac what do you think yeah he's a one-hit wonder uh, he was the type of guy that you would want to trade last year for somebody that needed him in Dynasty uh, because I, I don't see him repeating. I don't see him in the top 12 of tight ends at all this year. Oh, wow. He had a bunch okay. of tight ends move around. Uh, you got some sleepers like Troutman that they're trying to get involved more in the offense, and I just yeah, I just don't see it. I'm I agree, buddy. Top 15, not top 12, though. 
and that's fair. There's another guy that we're going to talk about soon that I uh, that I might like over Tanyan. But uh, Riggs, you have anything you have anything to add? Mac, you have anything to add? I'm golden. Nah, nah. I, I mean, there. It's it's all dependent on Rogers, really. Uh, it's kind of no man's land right now. It's really uh, tough between them three. You know, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers. There's so many fantasy points right there to be lost, possibly, you know, just on one guy deciding. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I think would be most affected by Rodgers either being traded or sitting out? Aaron, Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers, too, yeah. I, I think Aaron <laughs> Jones more so than Devontae Adams because we talked about losing some weapons, on, yeah. losing some pieces on your yeah. O-line, right? And now what's yeah. stopping teams from putting seven eight, or eight in the box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devontae Adams, got... that's about it. And he's Very also got true, A.J. Man. Dillon behind him, too. So he's going to be getting plugged away, getting dinged up with 10 in the box, 8 in the box, or whatever. You know, A.J. Dillon's a lot bigger dude. And in the box would be fantastic. I'd love to see that. <laughs> I know it's a little aggressive. <laughs> One-on-one Devontae Adams. That's it. <laughs> Rush everybody else. <laughs> hey, on the goal line, it's all right. Yeah, this is all a blitz from, like, Blitz 2000 or um, – I, lo- I love that game, Blitz. I love that. No, so my favorite game in the world. Uh, uh, Close lines, kicks, uh, drop kicks. Yeah. Uh, so good. Uh, be so All righty. So let's move on to uh, the next one on the list here. That's pretty lame. All we got is the Vikings here. All right. So they have a bye week seven this year. So if you are more of the early style bye weeks, this team's for you. All right. They had a seven and nine record. They're third in division last year. So you got your notables. Kirk Cousins, he was the 11th quarterback last year. Dalvin Cook, he was number two. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the rookie sensation, number six. Adam Thielen, number 10 in wide receivers. And Irv Smith, tight end, number 22. All right. We rank these off of PPR formats for those that are new to the show, uh, just to let you know, unless we specify otherwise, or if you're like Ryan and you forget that it's a two-quarterback league, super flex, and you get Austin Eckler in the fourth round, and he forgets that tiny tidbit. But go ahead, slide in our DMs, comment on our videos and stuff, and find out for yourself uh, to answer any questions. We're, we're around. We're not doing anything. We have no lives. All right, so anyway. There's not much depth on this team, all right, but there is high-powered fantasy value, all right, uh, quality over quantity here, all right. They're consistently in the top 12 uh, for their respective positions, all right. After they parted ways with Diggs, uh, they replaced them with Justin Jefferson with their first uh, pick uh, in last year's draft, all right. Um, QB's overpaid. He's not terrible, so they're going to keep with them. Uh, their defense was was suspect last year, which wasn't like them. Uh, a lot of people thought they would do better uh, than they actually did. They were, they're usually in the top half of defenses, and then they were in, like, 22nd overall, I believe. Uh, but look at them to bounce back. Uh, I believe they addressed it with some of their additions. Uh, they had 11 picks in the draft. Added size uh, with their first pick, Christian Derisaw, and number 23. Uh, they traded down from number 14th. Uh, then the defensive pieces to really address some of their upfront needs for the team. Uh, they didn't make too much noise of free agency, though. All right, so they, they looked at getting younger. 
I think next year they'll probably go for a quarterback uh, to move on from Cousins or somewhere in free agency when the cap goes up. So keep an eye out for that, you dynasty guys. Uh, Clint Kubiak is taking over the OC position after his father uh, retired. So expect similar offensive styles. I don't see it changing too much. Uh, they signed Patrick Peterson to help up with their defensive backfield. Uh, so I would say I wouldn't draft the defense, but look at them to be a streamer, all right, especially at the beginning of the year. I'll get into that later. All right, so Dalvin Cook, not much needs to be said, all right. He was the second running back uh, last year overall. Uh, I can see that happening again. He'll be in the top top three, top five for sure. Uh, he only had one receiving touchdown. I think that's got to go up, all right. He only had... Not only, but he had 44 receptions off of 54 targets. Uh, in 2019, Ryan, how many receiving touchdowns do you think he had? <laughs> Trick question. He had none. none. <laughs> he had zero. Uh, he had good. <laughs> the most receiving touchdowns he ever had was two. That was the year before. So, who are we talking about? I was looking up who the Vikings head coach was because... Uh, Dalvin Cook and... Oh my gosh. That six is definitely a terrible answer, I gotta that say. That was a terrible answer. Who is their head coach? Zimmer. Blank on that. It is Zimmer. Wasn't it? My, when was my, when was Childress the head coach last? Oh god, that was long time ago, in, right? Yeah, that was back in the aughts, man. That was Jeez, man. He was a I, terrible I, coach. <laughs> that's that's a gone throwback. by too fast. That's what I was I, thinking. Like the team started passing more last year, so I was like, ah, oh, I think they replaced Childress last year. <laughs> like, Jesus, oh, no. Mike Zimmer the coach since 2014. Holy yeah, hell. I was gonna say Mike Zimmer's been there a bit. Uh, I don't think he's on the hot seat, but he definitely needs to do better than he did last year, especially if Rodgers is out. All right, they definitely got to mm-hmm. take advantage this year. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Cooks in his prime, man. He doesn't have much competition with Madison and Abdullah behind him. All right, they aren't third down dominant backs, so hopefully Mr. Clint will get in the ball more, especially through the air, so you can get some of those receiving touchdowns. Uh, he's in his prime. I have him on my dynasty. Uh, I don't want to trade him, but if I'm out of it, I'm probably going to have to part ways with him. He's 26 years old, uh, or 25. I think he will be 26 during the season. All right, so he had 16 rushing touchdowns, and he missed two games and left early and one. Uh, Regan, in your rankings, is he second overall, or who do you like better? Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Yeah, you know, it's really I've been really trying to push Derek uh, Derek Henry in front of him just with reliability, but with the the ad of Julio, I just don't know if they're going to try to take uh, one of the 378 carries they gave him last year. So I, I I'll definitely keep uh, Dalvin Cook at two, but it's close. I just get worried about those, you know, those missed games. And obviously, yeah, you got injury concerns with him. I do. Not that early. <laughs> Are you saying a comparison? <laughs> Zeke, number two, baby. Continue oh, on. Johnny's stuck here. on dumb. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't have the right drop queued up. Anyway, so yeah, you have right. you have injury concerns. Idiot. I do have. It's I do have some slight ones there. No, I forget where I'm at. Anyway, hey, moving on. All right. Number two ranking overall. I'm sticking with that. I hope his uh, receiving touchdowns go up, though. Uh, and he's been training hard, man. He looks like a beast. Uh, so then they're passing attack with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. 
so I think Cook's uh, receiving touchdowns would go up because Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns. Uh, more than half of them were in the red zone last year. I don't see him repeating that. He's a 30-year-old receiver. Um, especially with the young stud, Justin Jefferson, who also is on my dynasty team, uh, if you haven't heard. <laughs> New time. I know. Hey, who's your quarterback? Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. No. Oh, my starter, Tom Brady. For the next five years. <laughs> hey. Um. Anyway, back to Adam Thielen. All right, so he's been a top ten wide receiver three out of the last four seasons. Uh, he got hurt one of those years. Uh, his targets dropped though to 108. All right, so in 2017-2018, he had 142 and 153 targets, uh, respectively, with 91 receptions, 113 uh, receptions, almost 1,300 yards that uh, 2017 year, and oh, almost 1,400 yards the uh, 2018 season. All right, uh, to last year, he had 74 receptions off of those 108 targets and 925 yards, all right? So the touchdowns really saved his ass, all right? So I believe it's some fool's gold with him. Don't look for him to repeat, all right? Uh, especially when they involve Justin Jefferson and more, all right? It took him a bit to get going uh, the first couple weeks. Uh, I'll, I'll get into Justin Jefferson a bit. But for Adam Thielen here, all right, uh, if Cook's going to be dominant, like he should be, Justin Jefferson coming in. Ryan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hooked on a Thielen are you at his ADP? Oh, that's that was a terrible <laughs> pun. Uh, oh, that was great. Yeah, Come on. All right, I, so his AT, ADP is 52nd overall, all right, wide receiver 20. He's mm-hmm. around Robert Woods, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Dalladay. Justin Jefferson's 21st overall wide receiver seven. All right, so the hype's pretty good for him. But, yeah, are you going to take Woods, Chase, or Lamb, or Galladay over Thielen this year, you yeah. think? I, I think All so. I probably am contradicting myself because I took Adam Thielen in our mock draft. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think in a, in a PPR format, it's always a big risk to take a guy who's pretty touchdown dependent. But I will tell you, Mac, like, what's the one thing that you can't teach? Luck. Size. Oh, size. And luck. But, yeah, I mean, the guy's not any smaller. So I do think that in the red zone, he's still going to be targeted. I still expect Mm. him to get nine or ten touchdowns. I do see your point about Dalvin Cook and how he could take away a few touchdowns away from him. You know, Jefferson also, but he's still a pretty reliable red zone option. So um, I'd be comfortable playing him in my flex. Like, the team I drafted last week, he's my wide receiver three. I think I'm okay with that. But I'd rather have Woods... Chase, Lamb, somebody with more upside for sure. Hmm. All right. You agree, Regan? I think I have uh, Woods and Lamb ahead of uh, ahead of Thielen, but I think I got Thielen ahead of uh, Chase and Galladay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he's right around there. Uh, yeah. I think I would be fading away from Thielen as well. So on that yeah. scale, I'm more of at like a, a six. There you go. Yeah, nah. we didn't do the numbers. <laughs> yeah. You More unhooked than that. hooked. Just to add to uh, your stats, too, uh, you know, obviously the couple seasons before after uh, before last season when he was a little, little lackluster, to, uh, he still had Stefan Diggs there, so it wasn't like he didn't have a star there. No. 
taking yeah. stuff away. So it's this is kind of a good uh, well, not a good sign, but a, a sign that uh, he might be uh, going down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess he is trending downwards, but you're right. The competition, it's not like he didn't have it before. So right. that that is a good point. I didn't think of that. Uh, well, one more point too. There's there's no Another there's not a lot of there's not a lot of depth in that in that Vikings receiving core. So not if, at all. if Jefferson's getting doubled, like he's still a wide receiver too. Um, you know, another option down. would be Irv Smith. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> all right. So like I said with Justin Jefferson, it took a couple weeks. Uh, so just a little side note here. I think we, we talked about in our five-tip, our five-point stance, excuse me with uh, just our tips a few episodes ago. Pretty good episode. Go check it out. Got raving reviews. Uh, when you get your rookies, all right, don't 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 drop them early, all right? You got to check out, see how the team is using him, all right? So he only had six targets over the first two games, all right? So if you see two games, it's like, all right, he, he only had a couple catches. I think he had three in each. Or three, excuse me, overall in those two games. And it's like, all right, he's not doing anything. Drop him. But he's less than 50% snap percentage. You got to check into those numbers, all right? Go a little bit deeper than just a tip on that, all right? Uh, so he got, he racked up 1,400 yards. Uh, he was getting into double-digit t- targets consistently, 88 receptions, uh, 125 targets with seven touchdowns, all right? So... I'm guessing the targets are going to go up if you take those first two games and get him back to his average targets, which was around 12. Uh, so he could get up to 150 targets. Regan, will he be a top five wide receiver? He's currently ranking uh, at the seven. He was six last year. Uh, so he's behind Hill, Adams, Metcalf, Diggs, Hopkins, A.J. Brown. But he's ahead of Ridley and uh, Michael Thomas. Kind of you know, surprised he's ahead of Ridley right now. Yeah, that is a, a tough one. You know, I could always I see him at probably five or six. I have him, you know, everybody's high on Metcalf, but I have him in front of Metcalf and AJ Brown. So I have him uh necessarily fifth behind Hill, Adams, Diggs, and Hopkins. Ridley, though, Ridley might bypass him though. So I I would say maybe six. Either, either uh, though, though, if so, repeat. Yeah, I don't see him going down at all. His ceiling is top five, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. His floor is top ten, I would guess. That. I okay. did, uh, I did have something to um, admit after you said don't get rid of players uh, early. I uh, just, I was looking at, yeah, I was looking at my uh, my keeper confessions. Oh, I need a sound drop for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at my keeper league yet last night, and I was just wanted to see who I wanted to keep no, next no. year. I was all excited. And I looked at the draft board, and it, I never realized I drafted uh, Cam Akers, dropped him, and Justin Jefferson, and dropped him. Oh, <laughs> that totally makes up for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, That's been, worse uh, the Antonio oh, Gibson man. one. But I won the league anyways. <laughs> so. <sighs> So it doesn't matter. Champs here. Better, better than you, Ryan. <laughs> All right. All right, quickly. I just want to touch on this point. I know I've been going on a little while. I'm sorry. I apologize to both of you and the I audience. cut you off, too. <laughs> it's all right. 
All right, so there's schedule, okay? I know I look a bit ahead uh, of schedule, in the schedule, and put too much stock in it. I put about 20% stock in my decision-making and my top, like, five picks, all right? The Vikings start out with Cincinnati, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, and Carolina, okay? They could they could go 5-1 and one at, right off the bat, all right? The playoffs, though, at Chicago, Rams, and Green Bay. All right, you got that divisional game for the championship. So hopefully they are fighting for the top spot, the division, and hopefully they're not out of it like they were last year. So that way you will have pretty good value with the players, all right? Um, so I would definitely grab Cousins late. Regan, you just drafted him, I think, eleventh with your 11th pick in our episode uh, for the mock draft, our last one. Uh Check it out. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Just a tip. A fantasy football podcast. Uh, so I would grab Cousins then and then get Lance or Fields or uh, oh, Zach Wilson. Familiar. Huh? Sounds familiar. Yeah. I did, did, that, did that happen? Was that a tip? Uh, or you just did the draft. You drafted Pull, Lance, right? Pull what up? That. <laughs> Some sort of tip. Anyway. So I want to see if that shakes out, okay? I would take Cousins, start him for like the first half, and then if those guys, one of those rookies start picking up, especially with the rushing ability, Cousins doesn't really have that. Uh, and he's he's also playing for his job. He's 32 years old. He's going to want another contract. He's not done yet. He's not a bitch like Aaron Rodgers. He's he's going to he's going to want to keep on playing. Uh, so yep, yeah, just that just that final uh tip right there. All right, Ryan, you had something you want to say about Irv Smith. Irv Smith is the man. He's the man, okay. Here's a, here's a tip for you. Irv Smith, tight end, seven this year. That's a bold prediction, man. Very you bold sure prediction. You, you sure you don't want to go back on that? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's about 150 fantasy points. We're almost an hour and in, so uh, nobody's listening anyway. It's fine. <laughs> I will. I one more thing to add. Kyle go Rudolph's ahead, no go. longer there. Targets have to go somewhere. Irv Smith. We all know that tight ends take a few years to really get, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to really develop. And he had some huge games at the end of last season. So keep him on your radar at his ADP. He is a steal. So I did. I did look at this real quick, and obviously, I know we're trying to run through. So. With those uh, targets, that's 80 targets to the uh, tight end last year. Um, With his average of 12 yards a catch, that brings him a projected – and, like, if uh, Rudolph wasn't there last year, that would have been, like, around 970 receiving yards, which would have been third overall for tight ends. Uh, All I'm saying is that the value is – the or the ceiling's there, you know, that it could really happen. I don't think he could keep up 12 yards a catch. But uh, and I think eighty targets is a little high, but you know something around sixty nine, seventy uh, catches would be pretty good. So uh, okay, I think he actually could be up there. I like it, Ryan. Yeah, I don't know. He's too inconsistent for me. All right, so it's a last year, big boy. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, last year, no competition now. Oh, none, zero competition. Okay, Tyler Conklin. Is this tight end comp competition? You got other positional players there, though, on that team. Justin Not Jefferson, many. Adam Thielen, Dallin Cook. Okay. Uh, he only had three games where he scored touchdowns. So the big games you're talking about, he had he was very touchdown dependent. So you just went on about Tunyon. 
I guess for his ADP, what he's he's hundredth one hundredth overall. Uh, so I guess for his ADP, it's not too bad. Yeah, and he's uh, playing time. You got to look at his snap percentage. He's only on the field forty to fifty percent of the time. Uh, so towards the end of the season, he was eighty two. 88 and 79 percent but yeah before that 52 38 he missed a couple games and then he was roughly in the 60s in snap percentage so yeah you are right it should and how much of that is run blocking too you know very true very true they are a run first team so so he yeah he only had one game over five targets and that was in week 16 with nine nine targets six receptions 53 yards two touchdowns so he's not going to be the yardage guy or the reception guy. He's going to be very touchdown dependent. He's going to be a nine catch, 53 y- yards, two touchdown every week kind of guy. All right. I, I can see an so. average of five catches a game. I think that's pretty Average good. five catches a game? That's that's bold, too. We can uh, move on from Irv Smith now. <laughs> Maybe I meant targets. <laughs> targets would make more sense. Yes. All right. That. That makes more sense. All right, let's move on to the best team in the division. Uh, if I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. And then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. Okay, first off, a lion? Is this Dan Campbell? Because <laughs> it sounds just like, it sounds like something you would say. That's awesome. Uh, no, no, that's from the other guy. Marky Great Mark. Movie. Yeah, uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. You ever see that movie, Ryan? I love that movie. It's one oh, of my favorites. So okay, Peacock, go. you gotta let me fly. <laughs> you gotta let me fly, Captain. Go, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> all right. Anyway, sorry, Regan. Uh, Ryan wanted to hear from Dan Campbell. All right, so this is the mentality of him. We're gonna get up, and on the way up, we're gonna bite a kneecap off. <laughs> so the land of flowing motor oil and kneecaps. We got Dan Campbell there, so Regan, you have the floor. Let's go. Guys, all right, thank you for leaving me so much time on this quick podcast. Take your time. Nobody's seen the Lions. Come on. Honestly, I'm I'm not even going to edit this episode. I'm just going to go. Yeah, well, for the Lions, I really just get to talk about the coaches, so that's great. So uh, Lions (laughs) last year went uh, 5-11, last as usual in their division. Notables, Jared Goff, <laughs> DeAndre Smith, TJ Hawkinson, Amra, uh, Amra, uh, how do you pronounce that? Amra St. Brown? Amra St. Brown? Amin Ra. Amin, Amin Ra. Ra. Amin Ra. Amin Ra. Doesn't matter. Anyways. He's going to be a PPR machine. Look out for him late in the draft. Go ahead. Go. Let Sorry. me get to him. Uh, key additions, Tyrell Williams from the Chargers, Rashad Perryman from the Jets, Jamal Williams from the Packers. Penny Sewell, uh, offensive tackle, was drafted. Amon Ross St. Brown was also drafted, wide receiver. Uh, so, so let me just jump right into it. Saying uh, that they have a new coaching staff is an understatement. Co- uh, head coach, uh, Dan Campbell, uh, new head coach, Dan Campbell, new offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, new general manager, uh, Brad Holmes. They did a total head turn on this team and flipped it upside down. I'll get into more facts on why they flipped everything upside down. But anyways, uh, so Dan Campbell spent the last five seasons with the Saints as the assistant head coach and tight end coach. He did serve as the interim head coach for the Miami uh, for Miami back in 2015. 
And Joe Philbin got fired, so I thought I want to throw that in there. <laughs> that was a great year. Yeah. <laughs> his, his tight ends have ranked uh, top top four uh, since he was the tight end coach, uh, top four in blocking in, in his 11 seasons on average. Uh, fun fact, he was part of the 0-16 season of the Lions back in 2018, but he got hurt, so he didn't have to play. He didn't play much. Uh, nice. They're so fierce. 0 and 16, baby. Ah, oh, God. All righty. So uh, Anthony Anthony Lynn, uh, the former head coach of the Chargers, is going to uh, come on board as an offensive coordinator. Uh, Lynn, as a former uh, NFL rusher, uh, likes to lean on the he- uh, heavy on the run game, as any player uh, used to something else. Uh, using, uh, sorry, used to that position would do. So expect a heavy run game uh, and take advantage of Jared Goff's strengths with the play actions and throwing on the run, which would be huge for him. Uh, but he does like to take, a, you know, take advantage of those explosive plays on the field. So when coaching the Chargers, and his, um, his teams have finished first, tenth, sixth, and sixth in the past four years uh, uh, in passing yards. So just keep that in mind. He's not afraid to uh, pass the ball when I say he likes to lean heavy on the run. That being said, I don't know if this team can really pass the ball. Aaron Glenn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> seriously. This, this is a tough one. I'm able to just cruise this one. Sorry, f- folks, that I'm just reading this, but it's just comical at this point. Aaron Glenn uh, spent the past five years with Campbell at the Saints staff. Uh, this would actually be his first coordinator job, just so you know. Lastly, uh, Brad Holmes, the new GM, was actually part of the uh, Rams front office with uh, when Goff played there. So he knew exactly what he was getting when they made the trade for Goff. Um, even with all these coaching changes, like I was saying, the biggest change is still the, the change in QBs. Matthew Stafford, no longer. Thank you, baby Jesus. And now they have Jared Goff. They traded Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. Uh, they also got a third-round pick in 2001 and two first-round picks in 2022 and 23. Uh, the problem was uh, Goff was owed – or is still owed $43 million in guaranteed money. Mac? Yeah. Ooh, uh, nice. I knew it was coming. So he, he's guaranteed that money through 2022. Uh, this obviously played a big part uh, with them trading him. And then last year, just a quick thing, Goff only threw 20 touchdowns and 13 interceptions last year. So not so good. Hence why they wanted to get rid of him. Go from a Super Bowl contender to sucking. At least him. So the passing yes. game, <laughs> so they, they got Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perryman in free agency. They, uh, they seem just to be placeholders to me for the future. I think this team, like I said, has flipped everything upside down. They just got somebody to go out there and catch. These two guys, um, when coming into the league, they were promising in their rookie, you know, sophomore year, and then they just – they fell off with the holdouts from last year, injuries, low catch rates. Uh, the the two, you know, if anything, week to week flyers in fantasy. I would stay away from both of them. Uh, obviously, one is going to have to maybe make some catches. That being said, I'm Ross St. Brown might be that guy. So, uh, some could say, you know, he looks like the Cooper Cup replacement. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Uh, uh, so he should he should get the the starting slot position uh, this year in his rookie year, which is great for him. Um, he was seen um, 
with Goff, you know, take uh, taking snaps and kind of going over uh, Cooper Cup's routes and tendencies with him. Um, I, this is probably just for Goff himself trying to make himself a little bit more comfortable coming to a new team with no talent for the most part in the passing game. So I think this, I think he could have some great PPR value, and you, you know, you could get him as your wide receiver four or five, and possibly, you know work his way up through the season and become a nice flex or in a uh, two flex league, you know, a deeper league, you know, you could be your starter there. Um, as for the next weapon, that brings me to uh, TJ Hawkinson. So TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, uh, he doubled his output from last season. Uh, well, from his first season. So he finished with 67 catches, 723 yards and six touchdowns, which ranked him fifth in tight end scoring with 176 PPR points. So it was right behind Tunyon, I believe, that 179. But he had a lot more catches um, and not so many tight, uh, touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the tight ends, uh, just uh, we can look back at Goff's last season. Um, and even though it was down, actually, uh, from the 2019 season in 2022, you completed 90 passes to the tight ends with 1,008 yards, six touchdowns. Not too shabby if, you know, say that was one player. Obviously, I don't think one player is going to get 1,000 yards at the tight end position and 90 catches, but the consistency of the six touchdowns, the same as that Hawkinson got last year, that's pretty nice. I, I see him, you know, possibly being the number one pass catcher here for the Lions. There really is nobody, nobody stopping him. I'm not saying Brown. I, I know he's going to be good, but he's the slot. You know, he's not the number one. So just keep it, you know, Hawkinson, I, he's being drafted fairly, I believe. I think he's the fifth off the board or something like that. Um, but still, you know, somebody you might might want to uh, target. All right, so let's, let's get to the last part of the Detroit line. Sorry to keep you guys hanging. I know this team's rough. Uh, no, you're fine. Hawkinson's important, man. Uh, he's going to be that last of the, the top five tight ends to yeah. grab. So after he's gone, you're waiting until double-digit rounds for a tight end. Oh, easily. I've been doing mock drafts, and once he goes, I literally just sit back and wait mm-hmm. and uh, see what comes. So Big uh, volume for Hawkinson. I mean, like you're saying, a lot of right. targets. You, you know, know, he's being drafted in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, he's hey. ranked ranked fifth, uh, tight end PPR, 88th overall. So I've been seeing him go earlier than that. I like I think, it, though. So. I would probably be taking him a little bit earlier, depending on who's there, but... That's uh, not like I said. Jared Goff threw ninety passes to the tight end last year, thousand yards. That's pretty nice. You know, I obviously scaled that down, but even that scaled down is a nice stat for a tight end. Um, all right, let's stop wasting time. Let's get into the run game of the Detroit Lions. Woo! Finished thirtieth last year. <laughs> I didn't even know I was queuing myself up for that. That sounds about right. Uh, so they finished 30th last year uh, in rushing yards with uh, 1,500 last year while averaging around 22 rushing attempts per game. I see this group, uh, you know, with the lackluster defense, you know, they just, they're crap on the defensive side. <laughs> and, and wanting to keep their defense off the field, they're going to want to run, keep the ball out of, uh, you know, the other team's hands, waste the clock out. Meaning that's why I think that, you know, this run game could be uh, something and really turn around this year. Uh, we should expect a good season on the offensive line with a pass protection uh, and running run blocking. You know, they had uh, 
three players, or they do now have three players ranked high in, at their position. Obviously, I said right tackle Penny Sewell, uh, who they just drafted, should be should start and be a monster from day one. Their left tackle, um, he only allowed two sacks last last year, Tyler Decker, uh, and he's get getting better every year since he's joined. And then their center Frank uh, Ragnow, I believe is how you pronounce it, has uh, got himself to elite. Elite status, and also I don't have an exact number, but he did. He barely let up sacks on his uh, behalf last year as well, which is great. The other two are the other two positions aren't bad on the line, but once you got three uh, focal points, that helps everyone with uh, you know double teams and whatnot. So that's great. Uh, they did add Jamal Williams to this run run game. Uh, you know, who's sure to take some catches away from? Uh, Swift, who I'll get to. But, uh, you know, I don't see him taking too too much. You know, he's going to get his catches. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about that, though. So this all brings me to, you know, the one, shall we say, sure thing. You know, we hope. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, DeAndre Swift. Swift finished uh, as a uh, running back 18 last year with 191 fantasy points in PPR. Played 13 games and reached reached up to uh, 160 touches, 878 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 46 catches. That is some good stats. Uh, I like that a lot. And I only I want to say I see that going up. Maybe not the touchdowns with 10, but yardage catches possibly. Like I said, Jamal Williams might get get some as well. But um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, was it who they have last year that they got rid of? Uh, Adrian Peterson. Carrion Johnson. Carrion Johnson. Carrion Johnson, who is who I'm thinking of. AP uh, still there? I don't believe. I don't so. think so. I think he's a free no. agent. Yeah, I believe yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, so he beat out him and uh, obviously became the number one running back. So now he'll get all the touches. I hope. Um, he did start off a little slow last year, so that just leads me to believe that you know they're going to be leaning on him. He only played 13 games, like I said, so. So that brings me into my first question about DeAndre uh, Swift. You know, he had 114 carries last season, ranked him 43rd in attempts uh, out of the running back. Uh, with that being said, he ranked around running back 15 off the uh, off the board of compare. Oh, okay. So this would rank him 15th uh, last year. Or, I forget what I was doing. Anyways, uh, the attempts. Up. You're talking about the attempts, yeah. So yeah, it, 43 on pace for that, right? If he Correct. Yeah. yeah. So if he was on on pace for uh, the hundred whatever car- or whatever it is carries, he would have been compared to Alvin Kamara last season, who had 187 attempts. And I'm sorry that's confusing, but ju- let's just say uh, John J. Swift would get as many attempts if he had played the full season as Alvin Kamara, uh, rushing wise. That's 73 more attempts than what he got. Uh, in you know. In, in one less game from the year that's coming up. I know that doesn't matter too much in fantasy, but it's just something to keep an eye on when you're looking at stats later on. You know, and Swift for that was averaging 4.6 yards per carry. And, he, and just to note, when you, I say he was averaging 4.6 yards per carry, he only had two run plays that were past 20 yards. So it's not like he was making big plays and that, you know, tweaked his averages. Um so uh, on the 4.6 carries with 43 more attempts or whatever, that would bring him to 860, 860 rushing yards. With receiving yards last year, he, they gave him uh, 56 receptions, 438 receiving yards in a 16-game season. Like, well, 
it, this is a, it's it's all getting confusing uh, just because there's so many numbers. But what I'm trying to say is, um, in comparison, guys, Deshaun, uh, Andre Smith, in comparison, Swift. Oh my God, <laughs> DeAndre <laughs> Smith. Yeah, he and could be. He could be compared to talking Alvin... about the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Now, Reese, you said that he had 800 and something yards. He had it last year. So the so what you're saying is that if he had more like these 78 more attempts, he, it would push him over a thousand yards, right? Sure. I think I, I do. No, I definitely mess, messed up my maths. But what I wanted to say is, you know, DeAndre <laughs> Swift and his carries, uh, he would have been comparable to Alvin Kamara. And when it came to his catches, even though he only played, I, did I say his name wrong again? Uh, when it came to his catches, I was going to say he compared to Mike Davis, who's got 59. So he only got three less ca- uh, catches, I believe. Oh, uh, a couple couple more than that. But anyways, uh, this is all ranked from around running back 15. You know what? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> he had he had uh, 114 rushes last year for 521 yards and eight touchdowns. So you're saying that the the extra workload would have gotten him into the 800 yard mark, which is significant. It's almost uh, it, it's up there. So uh, I'm all I'm on the DeAndre Swift train. I I traded. Here's here's a trade for you in Dynasty. I traded Todd Gurley like week four last year for DeAndre nice. Swift. <laughs> and Dynasty. Woo. So I'm like super, super excited about him. Uh Riggs, what was that tight end stat? Uh Dan Campbell as tight ends are like the, Oh, they're the... ranked top four in uh pass blocking. Uh in the in his oh, block. eleven years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so not targets or anything. But this was obviously that will that kind of went with the uh, DeAndre Swift, you know, output. I'm so butthurt about me messing that up. I was writing that last night, guys, and I was like, oh, this Here. is also like some good math. And I was like, I'm gonna get confused when I'm reading this, and then I'm like, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I will say that pri- prior to that, your your stats were like spot on, man. Like you're e. killing it. Irv Smith and your Justin Jefferson rankings and uh, beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Andre Swift, you son of a bitch. Either way, I think he has a chance to be a top ten. I'll take it out on Breakout. Swift. <sighs> that guy's an ass now. Now I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Anyways, well, if you're playing the game, you are hammered. so dan campbell yeah so he really wants to run the ball he wants to play old school smash mouth uh football so but swift is a pass catching back too and they're lining up in the slot with him as well so i see jamal williams having some Mm -hmm. value i was thinking a few weeks ago that he could be this year's cream hunt where you get him late and he's just gonna cream hunt became the 10th running back overall uh, last year, I'm I'm not saying that Jamal Williams is gonna do that, but he's gonna outproduce his ADP for sure. Uh, especially they gave Dan Campbell a six year contract, so they know this year's gonna suck. <laughs> and so and they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not gonna invest the money into it right now. They they stacked up on picks. They're they're just gonna be, yeah, low end of the wins, but they're just gonna run the ball and collect a paycheck. But you're gonna get some fantasy value out of those backs, so uh, try to catch them if you can. I will. They I will say this: there's a there is a. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm sick of your no, puns. No, go ahead. 
I will say that there's a narrative that's like, all right, the Lions are going to be in full tank mode. Nothing about Dan Campbell tells me that guy's going to tank. He's like the epitome of high energy competitiveness, like, you know, biting kneecaps, all this other stuff. And I was listening again, which you guys should do, to, to a local Detroit podcast. And they were talking about how behind, like, this guy seems kind of foolish because that's what the media wants to focus on. Behind closed doors, it's like, these guys are eating it up. Like, he just brings a lot of energy and motivation mm-hmm. and fun. And for a team that's going to be bad, and they know they're going to be bad, to, like, try to have some fun. I'm I'm interested to see what he has up his sleeves. And your point that the running backs are going to be put in the slot and stretched out and have a lot of time. Like, I think he gets Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. I think he gets very unique with how those guys are being used. Uh, in the passing game, so Dan Campbell's the man. He is the man. I'm trying to read my stats over. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I did figure it out. I was Nobody's com- listening now, anyway. Oh, yeah. You figure it out. Go ahead. Clear it up for I, us if you want. I did. So DeAndre Swift. So I said he got 114 carries last year. That ranked him 43 in attempts. But if you averaged that out, he would have been. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he is at running back 15 this year. Mm-hmm. That was Alvin Kamara last year. Alvin Kamara had 73 more attempts. So what I was saying is if you took his 114 carries and added the 73, that's 187 attempts that he would have. And then I was also saying last season's projection, if I, if I ran his catches through, he would have 56 receptions for 438 yards which would have made him the fifth-highest-ranked running back in reception, tying him up with Mike Davis and Montgomery. All right, Mac. You got to gotta crop. Now that, that is beautiful. scientific fact. There's no <laughs> real evidence for it, but it is scientific fact. <laughs> Can we do it? Producer, uh, great idea. It's like the meme where the woman's like looking at all the bath, like <laughs> in front of like I was in the Matrix when I was trying to read my th- script. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So so Swift is uh his ADP is around twenty eight right now. So yeah, I could see him beating that value right there. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, if you guys have stuck around <laughs> for this podcast for this long, the crop. We want to say thank you and Regan. We'll give you a foot rub to say thank you for putting <laughs> up with that uh, and for me going on way too long about the Vikings when we already know that they're they're stellar. Uh, but we just want to say thank you for sticking around. Like, subscribe, follow, download, share with our tips with your friends and family. We'd really appreciate it. Keep taking our tips. You can email us at just a tip. Incestual tips. Just the tip, ffpodcast at gmail. Send us your questions, your hate mail. We want it all. We'll take it all. Slide in our DMs. Uh, I guess we can do leftovers real quick. Uh, Regan, what do you got for leftovers? Does anybody buy these anymore? Anybody? Little fancy football magazines. Oh, those. I've never bought one in my life. (laughs) <laughs> that explains a lot. Uh, I have some championships. I don't. I have uh, the internet. <laughs> I don't need the magazines. That's because I. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was listening to Andy Gresh talk about it because they were going on about Damian Harris and how he's ranked like ninety seventh overall 
And they're like, that's way too low. Like, he, he's definitely in the top, like, 20 of running backs. And it's like, you guys don't know shit. Shut Not the hell up. <laughs> I tweeted at him, too, because they posted a question. So I laid out some facts, and they ignored me. So I'm like, all right, fine. You guys are professionals, though. That Twitter page is the worst, man. They get they put out like forty five tweets in like their their show ten their channel, minutes. Their show's nope. terrible. W E I. I don't care. I will punch up and talk shit about them. They suck. Ever since they got rid of uh, Jerry Callahan and Kirk Minahan, they just oh they suck. I do like Andy Grush though. I've met him a few times, so he's really cool. And so is Rich Keith. I like Rich Keith. Anyway, so you like Ryan? I like those two. I hate everybody else. <laughs> All Jermaine right. Wiggins, you suck. Jermaine oh, Wiggins, I hate he you. Kills me. Uh, anyway, Ryan, you got anything for the leftovers? Yeah, I do. Uh, your choice in in sports shows really concerns it me, dude. Callahan I, and whatever his name is, they were the worst. They were the what worst. What are you talking about? It's like you got sports like a percentage of the time, like one one percent of the time. And Wiggs, yeah, they were entertaining man. though when they oh fought. It was great. They were the... <laughs> I didn't about say they were the. I did say they were the best, but I just say it. Ever since they got rid of them, they've definitely been tanking. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm okay. I'm sorry. Let's compare it to compare tips. Yeah, compare the tips. We're better than them. We just <laughs> leftovers. The, the, Truly, the I learned budget. a lot about birds tonight. You did pre-production. Thank you. You're going to be on a Netflix Gotta documentary them. on some sort of uh, serial killer for birds. It's going to be you. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a savior of birds. Yeah. Uh, and I'll invest money fluids? into doing so. A lot of money. Mm. One hole. That's what, that's what I learned tonight. One hole for all functions. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> One hole for all functions. Okay. But I, was told. I like it. I like it. All right, for for my leftovers, I was trying to get a drop ready, but I couldn't in time. Anyway, my leftovers, Dallas Cowboys, Hard Knocks. They are who the Hard Knocks is going to be following. So their ADP for every position is going to be hyped up. So if you want Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and even Gallup now, they're gonna, it's going to go up, and it, I just don't think it's going to be worth it. So not like anybody's listening right now, but telling you guys, Especially you, producer Kyle. Don't reach for him. Don't get into the hype. It's going to be the third time on Hot Knocks. It it makes sense, though. They have the biggest storylines on it. I I know. I know. I don't mind it, but you want to see Dak come back. You want to see how Zeke's doing. Uh, You got some fresh new faces with CD Lamb as well. And uh, Tony Pollard coming out, too, because Zeke's going to be on his way out. Um, but yeah, what other choice would you rather have, Regan? So yeah, I don't really care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch Hard Knocks. It's too much, and you just fall. Like you said, you fall in the traps with that thing because everybody looks good on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always pop. one good episode about a kicker controversy. It's like get the hell out of here. <laughs> Only Ryan would like that. Yeah, that. Yeah, you. <laughs> uh Wow. Wow. <laughs> For those listening, Ryan pointed to himself. Uh-huh. I did. I can't talk I anymore. Left him speechless. We gone That's way good. too far, and we're done. Uh, Ryan speechless. I see. 
What? Regan's rubbing off on me. Oh my <sighs> god. Check us out at Just the Tip FFP on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Wait a second. And, uh, just I have a left over. Our... <laughs> just What's a left over. I have a leftover. What is it? So I didn't know if I was making it up earlier or uh, it was an actual fact, but birds really do everything out of one hole. Everything. You lied to him? Never doubt yourself. I didn't know no, if it was he's... true or if it was something I was making up. I do this all the time, but it, it is a fact. They poop, they pee, and they have sexual intercourse all through the same hole. Wow, uh, you, are, you are a bird connoisseur, my man. I had a lot of birds growing up. Also, Kyle, you have a lot of trimming to do. <laughs> what the? F Good night, everybody. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence.